0: Welcome back to another Dr. Supercoach podcast. We are here doing the teams, who, which have just dropped on AFL.com. And I've got with me a debutant, a man who is a top 100 finisher from 2018. So big raps on this guy. Said to be the best Supercoach player Dr. Supercoach admins have ever seen. Is contending for the Dr. Supercoach Keeper League title this year as well i have with me plunk how are you mate
1: yeah not too bad that's a ripping intro i'll take that every day of the week
0: <laughs> so making your debut on the podcast mate are you a bit nervous
1: uh yeah always a little bit nervous coming on the podcast but yeah i think we'll be all right eh?
0: Okay, perfect. So uh pretty much we're just gonna run through the teams, but we before we do so, I've got a couple of patrons to, to shout out, so a couple of newbies. So firstly we have George Zimmerman coming into the Patreon uh just yesterday, I believe. So we all said good day to him on the Slack. And then Dean Minil as well. I'm sure I've pronounced that incorrectly. It might be Minnil. Have no idea, ja uh, Plunk, so I'll take your word for it, mate, don't worry. Yeah, let's just assume I've got that one right. So, uh, having said that, we're just going to jump straight into the teams. Firstly, we've got the game that's playing yesterday for the listeners. Uh, a couple of late outs and ins. Uh, we've got whore coming in and Lockhart going out plunk. So, I hope those who are trading Hoare have re- reversed those, and those who are trading in Lockhart have reversed those trades. So, a little bit of mayhem in the uh, in the game before.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean. Lucky for me, I traded Mighty Hall last week, so I only have to half-stress about that one. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trading my... Oh, are you a bit nervous then that he's going to pump out a good score? Well, tonight, but um, last night? If you count
1: 50 as a good score, then I guess you could say I'm a little bit nervous, but <laughs> I think Sam Collins should do the job for me.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> so that takes us into the Friday night game, which is Collingwood versus the Western Bulldogs. Only the one change for each team here. So Varco comes in for Greenwood, and then on the Western Bulldogs side of things, Joe Hannison comes in for Young. So a couple of non-supercoach relevant players here, Plunk, but what might be a flow-on effect here. So firstly, we see Greenwood go out for Collingwood. A lot of people theorizing that he'd be running with McRae. So those who are thinking of putting the vice-captaincy on McRae, can do so very freely now that Collingwood's allocated tagger is not in.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, I think for me, I'm tossing up between Grundy and McRae in that one. That definitely gives points to McRae, I reckon, but yeah, it's probably going to be a last minute decision for me that, you know, they you certainly get wrong when it's, that's the case, so yeah, See how goes.
0: Now, I think a lot of people are considering that one a bit of a 50-50 choice so we'll talk about the captains later and then on the other hand Bulldogs have Johansson coming in Caleb Daniel a bit of a point of difference this season Plunk, and has started like a house on fire a lot of people predicting that this might actually affect his output and with a few trade-ins this week after having players like Dunkley underperforming thus far do you think this will have a bit of an effect on Caleb Daniel?
1: Yeah, could do if Jason Johansson plays off that halfback, but we did see him go forward a little bit last year, so hopefully those that do have Daniel now, JJ starts up on that forward line.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people also predicting the same thing as him going forward considering Caleb Daniel's form, so fingers crossed for those trading him in. I wouldn't reverse those trades. I think I'm still confident that Daniel will score well enough. Plunk, what about yourself?
1: Yeah, I think as long as he's staying in that back line, I think he should be scoring fine. It's always entertaining to watch him down back, whether he's rebounding or he's stuck on the key forwards. It's always a good life.
0: <laughs> so we might see a Mason Cox-Caleb uh, Daniel matchup this week.
1: Oh, I'm keen for that. I'd love to see Caleb Daniel spoil him. Probably will be up and about.
0: <laughs> That'd be excellent. If he could get a grab over him, that would be just something something for television, that's for sure. Oh, 100%. Uh, if you want to run us through the Geelong versus Greater Western Sydney ins and outs,
1: um, yeah. So Geelong, we got Jack Henry coming in for Lockie Anderson on the Giants' side. We have got Ward coming in for Sheridan. Uh, do you reckon Ward has a bit of an impact in the GWS mids? Yeah,
0: it's a bit of a chance, isn't it? Ward always does seem to score well. Uh, having said that, I'm not sure exactly who it might impact because we've got Hopper scoring well to start the season, and also uh, I can't remember the other blokes. And Toronto has started well, okay as well. Uh, well okay, I'm not sure that made a lot of sense but it has started well yeah, as well <laughs> uh, so we could see one of them sort of pushed out more to a wing but I don't think it will seriously impact any of them uh, too strongly, I think more players will just see a little bit more wing time not as much uh, thrown up into the half forward line, just sort of rotating more off the bench and you know, Callum Ward, although it does take up a lot of midfield time, I think they can make it all work they did have Dylan Shue in there as well last season
1: yeah, I reckon you're probably right there. But yeah, probably a wait and see, see so how Kelly and Cornelia go the next few weeks before you upgrade to him.
0: Yeah, and Kelly with just the 95 on debut, there could be a very juicy upgrade in a couple of weeks' time, so good point. We'll move over to the Essendon versus Brisbane game. A lot of people struggling with this tip, Plunk, but I feel like it's an easy Brisbane tip here.
1: Yeah, I'm all over Brisbane. I always thought Essendon were overrated <laughs> right from the get-go. You know me, so all over the lines.
0: Yes, me as well. I, th- I think my tweet is still blowing up from a couple of years ago saying uh, Carlton were closer to a flag than Essendon, so apologies a Essendon fans. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the ins and outs on this one, we have Redmond, Mitch Brown, K. Hooker and Myers come in for Aaron Francis- Mack Welfe, McKernan, and Much, who did that hamstring very early uh, in his game back last week. And then on the Brisbane side of things, we got Bundy, Christensen, and Nick Robertson in for Bastanac and Zach Bailey, who did a hamstring injury. So uh, not a whole lot going on in this one. Uh, I don't really know exactly what we can narrow in here, uh, super coach-wise, so we might just jump straight into the next one, Plunk.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough there. Yeah, so Port going in unchanged against Richmond. But, um, yeah, Richmond's got a, quite a few. we got Dylan Grimes, Basher Hooley, Liam Baker, Shy Bolton, Josh Caddy, and Jack Ross coming in. Uh, Dan Butler, Ryan Garth, right? Uh, Dusty Martin, Jaden Short, Trent Kotchin, and Oleg Markov are all on the outs.
0: Yeah, quite a mouthful there. So, a lot of outs there, a lot of Supercoach relevance. So, uh, we did speak about Dusty having copped that two-week suspension earlier in the week. Now that it's one week, Plunk, what are your thoughts on those who own Dustin Martin? Would they be getting rid of with just that one-week suspension?
1: Um, yeah, you could get rid of him now, but if you're brave enough you want to field a midfield rookie, you could play it <laughs> one week and see someone else drop, like maybe a Canelio, someone who's still got that 15 in his running average, but I'd probably be looking to trade him either this week or next, I think. I don't think he's going to be in that top 10 come years in.
0: Yeah, that's it, and uh, with trading this week, obviously, you avoid that rookie score, and I mean, if you trade him to a premium this week, then it's like you will be getting an extra premium, because Martin's been scoring like a rookie anyway. Yeah, that's right, pretty spot on there. (laughs) And Jaden Short going out with that elbow, so... Uh did that early in the game. Only I think he racked up a seven points uh in that first quarter before doing the elbow injury. So he'll be very cheap in a few weeks' time. We did speak about that earlier in the week as well. So one to watch out for. The one that's caught my eye on the ins here is Bachar Huli, So uh could maybe not exactly Supercoach relevant, but might push the uh the newly newly implemented Sydney stack out into more of a, a forward line role because he did sort of start forward and then go into defence when Short went down with that injury. So uh, for those trading in stack this week, Plunk, do you have any words of advice on going early on a rookie like that?
1: Yeah, i never like going early on rookies, JB. I'd definitely wait that extra week. I mean, I don't think anyone's really worth trading out now on the rookie list anyway, unless Gibbons gets omitted, which we'll I guess we'll get to later.
0: And uh, speaking of that, Plunk, I uh, I might go into the next game, and we see Bailey Scott rested on the outs for North Melbourne here. Speaking of players who might want to be traded out, uh, he goes out with McKay, Dom Tyson, and Campbell. Incoming is Mason Wood, Jed Anderson, Paul Lahern and Cam Zerha. And then for Adelaide, we've got Paholke and Ellis Yeoman in for Seedsman and a big axing with Bryce Gibbs. So let's talk about North Melbourne first. And you are a fan. I'll out you live correct. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How good is it to see Paul home back in? But uh, I've
1: just been making my prayers all week with Paul Leherne getting. <laughs> I'm just thanking the Supercoach gods now, or the
0: AFL gods, yeah, whichever no, one. <laughs> no, no doubt. You can probably thank both of them for this one. Hey, well, I've heard uh, straight into my draft team, so... <laughs> Gone the full enough there. I did actually have a look during the week to see if he was available but you were, you snapped him straight up uh, and then we see Scott go out with this one being a North Melbourne fan you see rested next to his name how much weight do you put on this?
1: Um, I feel like I've definitely seen players get rested from North the rookie types in the past and not seeing their way back to the side so not sure how much faith I've been coming back next week but I certainly think a will be a chance to get the team somewhere in the future
0: Yeah, so hopefully he is just the one-week rest and gets selected next week. But I think we saw last year a couple of players got this, a couple of rookies got this early rest, and it turned into a a one-month rest, and it was just confusing. But hopefully we see Scott come back. For those who have him, we did speak about Stack earlier and the cardinal sin of trading in rookies a week early. Is that something you would consider with Scott going out or, or still just not on the table?
1: Um, For me, I'd probably still keep holding Bailey Scott. I mean, of course, you can always use him as an extra loophole for the time being, but yeah, I'd definitely just wait that extra week with Sydney Stark and see how it goes.
0: Yeah, and worst case scenario, we see Scott come back in next week and uh, if stack goes well again, then we can just sort of make make way with another player instead of Scott because he does look like he's still going to make us a little bit of money. Yeah, that's right. Uh, having said that, we'll go over to the Adelaide side and Bryce Gibbs acts in this one. I don't think it has a, a lot of supercoach relevance, but it is quite big in AFL terms.
1: Yeah, it's quite a fascinating one. He's had pretty low game time as well the first two weeks, so not sh- real sure what's going on with Bryce Gibbs there, whether it could be bit of an ounce with his role or something like that, but I guess we'll just have to see how it goes going forward.
0: Yeah, and maybe it's a workload thing, but, yeah, let's let's hope that he's... Actually, I don't really hope anything <laughs> with him because uh, we're not sure exactly what impact it'll have on, on the Crow side. So no, right. hopefully we'll see the normal midfielders dominate as as they usually do and ha- as they have been. So if you want to run us through the uh, the derby now, Plunk?
1: Yeah, the derby. So Liam Duggan coming in for the Eagles with Josh Rothen getting omitted after one game. On the docker side we have got Sam Switowski and Lockie shields coming in for Bailey Banfield and Nat Fife,
0: yeah, so the big one there being nat Fife uh now i we we had this segment earlier on in the week plunk uh pistol and I spoke about Fife and what we would we do with him now? I was very much in the camp of holding him with a one week injury uh concussion type deal uh he's going to be back next week if you selected him at the start of the season, you were fully in belief that he was going to be a top. Uh, eight to ten midfielder, and then thus far, he's really done nothing to that should deter you from, from that thought process. Having you know 150 in the first round, and then a, a couple of good weeks early after that, having then been followed up with a concussion. So, if you were a Fife owner, and I'll tell you what my opinion is in a minute, but what would you do with him knowing that he's out with this concussion now? And I don't even think he's been to the club since.
1: Yeah, I'll probably be holding on for now as an owner. I mean, you just have to go to his Instagram at the moment just check that he's put out a little message saying he's almost <laughs> symptom-free and right. then not to trade him out of your Supercoach team. So take the word from the great man himself, i say.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is true. He did say in, in the post not to trade out of Supercoach team. So uh, if we're going to take the word from him, then then go for it. My stance has changed, Plunk, and I was all for keeping him during the week until I, I listened to another podcast. I think it's, it's called The Hardball Gets. It's with uh, Xavier Ellis out and the West there and it's actually an interesting one and he spoke about concussion and the sort of effect that it has on players and how it can affect them for not just days but actually weeks afterwards as well and having experienced one in his career he was saying how you know it took him actually a couple of weeks before he was even back to his best and he's seen other players come back even after a week off and having taken a couple of weeks just to get back to his best so I think if you're of the thinking that Fife will return and even after the week off not be at his best, then it's not the worst trade-out option. I think it's a bit risky holding him. And with his prior injury history as well, I'm not sure this will be the last game that he misses this season, but I think there's definitely an argument to be made either way on on keeping or holding. Uh, Having said that, I suppose if you're going for rankings, it's more the... I'd push the trade, but if it's just a league matchup then if you're a league player, I wouldn't have any issue with holding him through, you know, whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, you certainly got a point there. Concussions are pretty weird things. There's no way to possibly tell with scans or anything like that. I mean sometimes you can get one and you're fine two days later and yeah, others, like you said, you could linger around for months. So
0: have you experienced one yourself, Plunk?
1: On, uh only the six or seven in local footy. <laughs> and how did you go the week after? Um, well, one of them actually made me dyslexic, <laughs> okay. some of the others haven't been too bad. <laughs> right.
0: Well, I mean, well, I suppose that's a a, tie, uh, it's a thing that we'll talk about another time. <laughs> Plunk's dis- dis- dyslexic ability <laughs> due to uh, concussions in footy. It's a good um, three-hour
1: podcast of all my footy injuries, but we'll save that for <laughs> another week, I think.
0: Yeah, I have heard that you're made of a you know, bit of bit of wet paper towel there.
1: Yeah, already a knee injury and we've only played one
0: practice match at the local this year, so there it <laughs> goes. <laughs> oh jeez, that's not good. Uh we'll jump into the Sunday game, the first one being Gold Coast versus Carlton. Uh no outs on these on either side early days, but Will Brody, Day, Horland Smith and Aaron Young are the ins for Gold Coast. A couple may be expected to play. They've got some good names there, so we'll have to see who the outs are tomorrow night. And then Carlton, we've got Matt Kennedy, uh, Jack Silvani, Charlie Kerno, and Stocker in with nil outs either. So this is my concern, Plunk, that we've got some quality players coming in. No players going out as of yet, so I assume there's no injury on either side. And then we see people like Michael Gibbons listed on the extended bench. So should we be nervous?
1: Um, yeah, I think we should be a little bit nervous. I mean, obviously, Charlie Kerno, if he's right to go, he's certainly in. We've seen Gibbons playing a forward role. I don't know if that's necessarily like-for-like, like, but it's definitely room to worry there, I think. And Liam Stocker, of course, they traded a lot to get him in this year's draft, so wouldn't be surprised if he gets an early gig.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think Jack Silvani might be the like-for-like with Gibbons. I think he racked that's up true. something like 17 tackles in the VFL a, a few weeks ago, so effort. we'll play that pressure forward role if, if that's what they choose to go with I think it's I mean it's not exactly stiff on Gibbons he hasn't been setting the world on fire but I thought I'd give him at least a month uh, to have a good run at it but you know there's a little bit of silver lining if Sydney stack does go alright next week uh, or this week sorry then Gibbons to stack for a very very small <laughs> sum of money might actually be the play there
1: yeah it might not be the worst go on that if worse comes to worse
0: yep so uh, final match of the game out uh, of the round St Kilda vs Hawthorne run us through it um, yeah,
1: so no confirmed outs yet But we've got Jack Stephen who you'd think comes in for the Saints Ben Long, Ben Patton and Dara Joyce in And for the Hawks we've got Roughhead How, Taylor Miles and Caden
0: Brand coming in Yeah, so with no outs in this one uh, guaranteed And not a lot of stocks in St Kilda rookies Besides Parker who I would say is not in a like for like with Stephen I think we're safe on this one
1: Yeah, I reckon you're right there I think they like what Parker's doing I don't think one bad game's going to send him out of the team
0: yeah, no doubt. Uh, having said that, that is the the team. So not a lot of actual super coach relevance in uh, this week's ins and outs plunk. Uh, it should be. It generally is a longer podcast, but you know, now that we've got the debut on here, maybe we'll uh, we'll shorten it down a little bit. Yeah, Just good. lastly, <laughs> before we bounce off, we've got the captaincy uh, choices this week, and I myself have got LaHug's captains open as I do every single week when assessing it, and uh, we've got some good options this week. Yeah, there's quite
1: a few good options. Definitely got a couple of nice ones early in Brody Grundy, Jack McRae, Dangerfield as well for your vice captaincy. Are you putting it on any of those guys?
0: Uh, so right now I've got it locked in on Grundy. I think he's the one against the uh, the Bulldogs Ruckman. Uh, I'll quickly have a look here. I don't think Bulldogs had any tall ins, which I was a little bit concerned about. Not yeah, just Johannes so. in for young. So if they're going in with the same Ruckman that they went in with last week, uh, they got absolutely poleaxed and... Uh, was it Colin? Were they were up, no, who were they up against last week, Bulldogs? Uh,
1: Gold Coast. I think Jared Witts had 50 yard hit-outs. That's right.
0: Yeah. And even the backup Ruckman, uh, who is also escaping me at the moment. Yeah, like Two-metre Peter, I think it was. Maybe, yeah. He had more hit-outs than English and uh, Bulldogs backup Ruckman combined. And he's Gold Coast's second ruckman, and Witt's got 50. So now that we're throwing Grundy in there, an actual premier ruckman of the competition, I think we're going to see a bit of a toweling.
1: Yeah, I think so. Back him in for another 50, at would Might be able <laughs> yeah. to get third disposal as well if he just grabs him out and gets the handball away instead.
0: And you never know in that forward 50, he's up against Tim English, who's not much taller than myself, and you know we could see a couple of grab out the rucks and snaps for goal. So yeah, I'm pretty confident with Brody Grundy here. Uh Going into the captaincy options, if Grundy does fail somehow, we've got Patrick Cripps, Lockie Neal, and Dangerfield as the best shots here. Now, a lot of people did start with Sweet, but they would have Scott as well, so not too bad if you're struggling to know who to run through there. But I've got Cripps as my captain at the moment, Plunk, and last time against Gold Coast, I think he had 172 Supercoach points. Yeah, it's
1: not not a bad effort by Patty Cripps there. I'll get the C on him as well. I just love the man, so... Can't go wrong there, I reckon.
0: <laughs> See, just for attractiveness, the actual player. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that's definitely uh, definitely fine by me. I think he's uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty much just the star of the competition. And yeah, that's right. He's going to average in excess of 120 this season easily. So that pretty much wraps us up here, Plunk. So I'll get into our plugs for Twitter. So firstly, it's JB underscore D-R-S-C and then we've got at pistol underscore D-R-S-C and at who's the other one did you forget who I am cheezo underscore D-R-S-C uh, the main account is at Dr underscore SC. And would you like to pl- uh, plug yourself there, Plunk?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, what is mine? I think it's at J underscore Showtime. Time start with a Y, not an I. So that's a bit of a mouthful <laughs> there for you there. I think I made it when I was <laughs> 16 and never
0: touched it since until about three months ago. But I'm not sure <laughs> if that excuse forward. actually still comes off, mate. <laughs> well, um, maybe I'll have to edit that one out. It's a bit embarrassing, Plunk. Oh, Come on, a little then. bit. I'll change it soon. Okay. Well, that pretty much wraps us up, mate. Thanks for joining me on debut. No worries. Great to be on finally. And thank you very much, community, for listening.